What's up, everybody? Before we get into this very fun episode with everyone's favorite and practical joker, Joe Gatto, what a fun interview. Uh, here are my dates coming up. Come see me live, Austin, Texas, November 11th and 12th, Detroit, Michigan, December 1st and 3rd, uh, between 1st and 3rd, and then Chicago, February 24th and 26th. Also, Tampa's added, uh, Atlantic City and Emos. Uh, Pennsylvania? I don't know where that is, but E-Mouse Theater. E-Mouse Theater uh, on March 4th as well. These will all be going up on my websites. Also San Diego. Also Providence. More dates coming. So uh, go to GiannisPappasComedy.com for tickets. Patreon.com slash Days for our weekly bonus episodes. Join up and enjoy the episode. Giannis Papas. I should stop. Should stop eating. I mean, no, you can't. I mean, listen. Start whenever you, you want. You see this apartment. This is a pretty. Start <laughs> brand. This is. This isn't a true TV production here. This is a. Self- I ate more on TV than I think that I did. <laughs> Not. I was always eating. This. This is the most cable, old school, cable. What was it? What was that channel called? That uh, what's her name was on? Baby, wanna bang your box? Wow, you were watching different TV than I was. Yeah. <laughs> Her name was Robin. Uh, oh, He's talking yeah. about the Magic Garden? Uh, like PBS? Or is that no, what it was Cable Access. Oh, okay. And her name was like Robin something, and she was like this 60-year-old woman who like did this sex show. Really? Yeah, you never saw it? No. Staten Island, you guys are in another country. We are. Well, we had our own cable network <laughs> yeah, going you, on where you, we were doing some different things. <laughs> yeah. How to hide a body in the green belt. You know, yeah. we had our own stuff. Yeah, like it, probably you guys just watch uh, the Italian channels there. Yeah, pretty much. Italian yeah, everybody, soccer on. Just tell you, it's Fongul, the Fongul channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We did, uh, I mean, I, I haven't been to Brooklyn in a minute, and coming to see you, I remember... Like everything is just there is so much that really is just so Brooklyn, which is great. Like I, I was I was a little bit late because I was stuck behind a guy who decided just to park at a red light. <laughs> he threw his flashes on, which was nice of him, but he didn't even make an effort to go sideways. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, I I thought he was in the car, but he wasn't. He was like delivering food or something. And then to my right, directly to my right, there was a Tesla, beautiful Tesla parked, and right behind it was just a a water heater <laughs> that somebody had thrown out like <laughs> behind the Tesla. And I'm like, this is just so very, very Brooklyn. I love it. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Bay Ridge is like, it's kind of like the city for a lot of Staten Island people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because they just, they come over, they come over to Verrazano and then they go out to a lot of these Italian restaurants Yeah, and then they valet your car, which is funny because there's no parking lots here. But Stat- I think Staten Island people, you guys are like the suburbs mm-hmm. of the city. For sure. Like even yeah. you called and you were like, is there parking? Like you were. Well, I know Bay Ridge because, yeah. I, you know, I, I had spent a lot of time here. And I know it's, I mean, it's a nightmare to park around here. You're like, there's plenty of spots. I, it yeah. is not. But are you skeptical I, when I said that? I No, I'm a realist. <laughs> <laughs> Was it tough to find one? There's never plenty of, but not a couple laps. I'm okay. I'm, yeah. I'm normally pretty good. I don't like walking uphill though. Yeah. So there was like, you got a big hill up, up yeah. over here. You didn't even warn me about that. Why don't you like? Why don't you mind? Why well, you well, look at me? My center of you gravity. You look pretty good, man. I wear black and I blouse. Yeah. 
<laughs> These chairs do no one favors. If you've watched all your podcasts, everyone sits the way you're sitting to cover up what's going yeah, on. No, this you is... have no choice. They lean back yeah. and you have to like do it like this. This is not a flattering seat. And plus, this one's broken. So I'm not like, I didn't like, it looks like I engineered it like a cholo, but it's not. It's just that I'm so fat that I broke the back. Oh, so, all right. Yeah. yeah. It's good. I'm deceptively fat. I'm deceptively fat. I don't think it's as hidden as you think. <laughs> You're like actually, it's it's, you know, it's right on right on spot, no. dude. If you're a magician, I can see the strengths. <laughs> no, but you are you're a bigger you're a bigger dude though, like meaning frame wise. So it doesn't like I'm I have like a skinny frame, so it all goes to my belly. I'm like a capital D, yeah. like my body is like you know it's all right in my belly. That's all I carry it. Yeah, but it's appropriate. You carry it good. Yeah, but you get to spread it out, which is the benefit. Yeah, I spread it out a little bit. I'm yeah. a thick. Yeah, but my frame is actually small. It's just like I just this is it's actually fat all over. <laughs> it's well padded. Yeah, it just <laughs> it's a well padded frame. It distribute. Yeah, I. Take a meat cleaver and I push it down like a chicken cutlet. Hey, look, we like to eat. That's what it is. That's it. We do like to eat. We're Greeks. You brought some cookies. That I was very some, nice. Yeah, I brought some desserts. I don't want to come empty-handed. That's know, amazing. Man. That's an Italian thing, right? Like you just like yeah, you're a guest. You know, he's, he's the only one who brought anything. That's the only really? one. Yeah. yeah, he's also the only Italian from Staten Island. I mean, that's yeah. like you know, that's, that's class a, that's a specific thing. Yeah, it's class. You <laughs> know, class. I almost brought Nentimans, but I don't know you like that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if you would have put an Entenmann's, I would have had to rechristen my daughter or something. Then, like, we got to throw an occasion. These cookies for are sure, too good. For yeah. sure. The crumb is what I go for for that. You know, the crumb cake from them is just a square box crumb. Down the street from me in Staten Island, there was an Entenmann's bakery outlet. Like, you know, they had those outlets that, yeah. like, basically stuff that went bad and has, like, another week and they get it for a deep discount. Yeah. My dad would come home and he'd break me off. Like, he'd get your bike, go up the street, get us an Entenmann's. You know, we're celebrating. And I would go and get a, you know, your Aunt Roots coming over here. He'd hit me with, like, a 20 spot. We go up there. I'd be like a king, man. <laughs> on the scale of Italian, like, how Italian is your family? Are we talking like sauce on Sundays? Are we talking Gravy like... Gravy on Sundays. Are yeah. you still in the, your mom's basement? I, mean, where uh, are, I was how, still by late. until my early were, 30s. Yeah. I heard until about season six. You were still See, I mean, you're going to say this God. You know what I mean? You know, it's a nice thing. Uh, no, I, I came from a very Italian family. I'm the youngest of 15 grandkids. And I'm the bridge to, like, there's like 26 great grandkids for my grandparents wow. so it's like a big italian family all the holidays and stuff pretty tight with my you know very tight with my sisters pretty tight with all my cousins you know we see at least twice a year we have a big family reunion every year yeah that, you know 60 to 75 italians all jump in the pool yeah and, and hang out above ground pool or uh no in the ground, with in the ground. yeah <laughs> yeah it depends whose house it's at but for the most part for the most part it's at um i hosted it one year which was fun um but it's like you know it's very very tight always eating you know i try to see Everybody at the holidays go see, you know, the, go to my Uncle Lino's house, yeah. go down to his basement in Staten Island, which is like right out of the 70s, like still wood paneling, nothing's changed. Yeah. Still got the eight track player with the tape deck, like all the technology is just stacked on top of each other. Yeah. And he's still got like the vinyl, he's got the eight track, he's got the cassette player, a CD player, they're all just together, like in the wall. Is that in know. Staten Island? That's in Staten Island. Yeah, Staten Island and Long Island, not a big fan of change. No. <laughs> I'm only I'm the only on Long Island because my sister moved out to Long Island. What wait, you, wait, you went from Staten Island to Long Island? Yeah, you, you either go there or you go to Jersey. Yeah, you that's make it. make a left or a right. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, which traffic do you want to sit in? Yeah. Hamptons or Jersey Shore? What yeah, are you feeling? Yeah. You know, so I... Uh, yeah, was, I your mean, were your, were your, was your parents happier about you being on TV or you moving to Long Island? My mom, my dad, unfortunately, didn't see me till TV. He uh, he passed away when I was Sorry. 19. You didn't do it. Can't sit down. <laughs> uh, and, and my my mother got through season one. She saw me season one. Yeah. And then uh, she uh, we lost her right before season two happened. But she, dude, she was like a peacock for just me being on season one. Like, right, I can't right. even imagine if right. she had seen She would probably be obnoxious. Right. Like she would tell everybody, it's my son. 
It's right. my son. I'm right. like, mom, I'm just like, I'm at the grocery store. Right. <laughs> it's my son. You just please show him where the brawny to- toilet paper is, please. Some happened in Staten Island because there's a whole crop of people who are like really funny who got really big out of Staten Island. Yeah, it's just like a just a, a sampling. It was it like happened. the yeah. Jokers, then you had the Joe's brothers, and then yep. now you got Petey Davidson. Yeah. Yeah, it was something. I must have been something in the water. Something in the water. It's the Ohio of New York, I guess. Or or it could be just like the fumes from Elizabeth, New Jersey coming over. (laughs) Coming through, through, right? Yeah. You really got to walk through a fart. You got (laughs) to drive. You really got to drive through a fart to get to Staten Island. For sure. It used to be a worse fart when we had the the landfill. But the. The, my uh, the bri- when the bridge was built, like my aunts and uncles, my my mother is from uh, Bay Ridge right. Avenue T, Stool Avenue is around there. So yeah. she was on, and she when they built the bridge, my my mother and grandmother still talked about. It. I was like, oh, when they built the bridge, everything changed. The Verzano, right? Yeah. When they built the bridge, everything changed. You know, because it was only the ferry again, and it became the bedroom of Manhattan, like my mother used to call it, and my grandmother. Um, but my father, my my grandfather ran a tuxedo shop on Staten Island. And when they opened the Verrazano Bridge, he provided the mayor and the people in the car, his car. Wow. It was the first car to drive over the Verrazano. Wow. He provided the tuxedos. Wow. To them, Gatto's tuxedos, it was. That's and prestigious. That was the whole, that my, my, I literally rode those coattails for a long, <laughs> a long time. I was like, well, you know, we're tuxedo people. So did he measured them up and everything? Measured them up and everything, yeah. provided, got a photo with them. Yeah. He tried to get in the front car and they wouldn't let him go in it because there, like, there was only four people like, you're just a tuxedo guy. Like, yeah. Take it easy. We're going to have like the mayor. Right. He's like, well, the mayor could walk behind the car. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. I mean, the, the Verrazano, a lot of, it's underrated. Mm-hmm. I think the Verrazano is actually bigger than the Golden Gate Bridge. It is. Longest suspension bridge uh, in America. They tell you that when you, you do. when you're young, yeah, right? It's, it's one of the it's one of the questions yeah. on your, like to get you the diploma from high school. <laughs> it's a big deal. The Verrazano is a big deal for Staten Islanders, it right? Is. It is. Yeah, I think you guys do a good job of keeping people out with the what is it like twenty five dollars to enter? Yes, it's a kidney. You got yeah. <laughs> you I throw mean, a kidney in the basket to get yeah, through. It's they crazy. charge you to enter Staten Island like it's like a cover charge at a club. Yeah. It's expensive. Yeah, and meanwhile, the ferry is free. Yeah. Which is crazy, right? It doesn't make sense. It means we like the Manhattan people, but the Brooklyn people have to pay. Yeah. I guess that's better. <laughs> I mean, if you read between the lines, it seems like some sort of thing. I don't know. Now, are you more the Let's Join Jersey crew, or are you, are you more on board with uh, you know NYC? Do you like I, being a borough, or would you like to be... You know, uh, well, I mean, I'm not there anymore, so I don't really care anymore. But when I was there, like the secession thing was happening, like the big, you know, the big vote and all that, and I remember that happening, and I was like. I didn't really care. I just think I think people just didn't want the garbage. Right. Like that kind of just went away when they took away the landfill. That's you know, right. Because we're getting everybody's garbage. So once yeah. the landfill went away, I was like, oh, okay, we're good. Yeah. yeah that's I think right. that's. I think they were just you know shaking the the pans to make some noise for that. And that gave Staten Island like a really bad rap. That like if you weren't from Staten Island, everyone was like, oh, isn't that where they put the garbage? And you were like. Hey, and the Italians are going, did you just call me fucking garbage? Because, <laughs> my fuck, I got a family there. Yeah. yeah. It's, the green, it's the greenest, though. I mean, it's got the most protected parks in all of New York. Yeah, it's actually Staten Island. You got to go to see it, and then you realize it's a beautiful place. Well, yeah, I mean, growing up there was very neighborhood, which was good, Yeah, which I liked. It was basically like Brooklyn with yards. You know, yeah. everybody was still in everybody's business, but everybody had a yard to play in instead of being on the streets. You know, everybody was, you still had everybody's grandmother looking out the window, so yeah. they were looking at the yards, the back window instead of the front street. You yeah. Know? What part of the island are you on? My wife's from the island. Uh, I'm from the hood. I was from Mariners Harbor near the Gothels Bridge. No, I'm talking about uh, Long Island. Uh, Long I, I said on the island. Uh, on the part, island. On the island. Yeah, because you came from yeah, came in the from island, and now you're on, on it. On. Yeah. I went in and on. I had to yeah. change my preposition. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I did the, uh, right now I'm out on Glenhead. 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 He's from is, Long Island. You know it? Yeah. Which is near like uh, Glen Cove. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. from Amityville. 
Oh, Amityville. I yeah. lived in Lindbrook for a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah, which okay, is yeah, yeah. From there. yeah, my wife's from Melville. Oh, Melville. Yeah. Oh, fancy. Yeah. Everyone says that. Fancy. Yeah. It is. It's money. fancy, right? Anything yeah. ends in Ville, it's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> Mel Town, not yeah. that shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're from the Ville. Yeah. Nice. Bills are nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm getting familiar with Long Island. I get familiar. It's, it's by the Walt, Walt Whitman Wall. Yes. Very and, nice mall. Yeah. Great deals at the Walt Whitman. Who's got better food, you think? Staten or Long? It's a tough one because it Italians are on both. Oh, Italians are on both. Both still got both Italian waiters with, with with you can get them. You still got somebody in there. They're classy. They're in a tuxedo. You yes. know how I love a tuxedo. We yeah. spoke. Um, <laughs> Did I, your father outfit any Greeks at diners? Uh, no, right. but I loved Mike Slovaki King in Staten Island. That was my jam. I used to go. That was my diner, Mike Slovaki King. It was yeah. a diner in Staten Island that was always open late, and we used to go either there. It would be there the Golden Dove. Yeah. Those are my two diners. Golden Dove Diner. Yeah, that's a real good diner <laughs> there, right there. <laughs> the Dove. They closed it not too long ago. I think. I think. Uh, I think they it was like a landmark. Yeah. <laughs> He's been there so long. Because when we were growing up, like the Greek waiters would wear, they'd wear suits. They'd have like a suit 100%. on. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. all the Italian restaurants, suits. Like there's very few of those still left like in the other boroughs. But I know Long Island still, I, I go to them with my father-in-law and the family, you know, and they yeah. still have them. I feel like the diner game is run by the Greeks. A good, a good diner oh, is a Greek diner. I don't know any diners that aren't. Greek waiters and we run owners it. and runners. Yeah, we run yeah, it. I mean, great. yeah. If they were more important, there'd be conspiracy theories about the Greeks like the Jews, but <laughs> nobody cares about diners. This, 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 yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I mean, as long as I can get a good soup, you know, I got a good soup and a sandwich, I'm all right. Yeah. What's your go-to diner, late-night diner? Uh, well, thing? over here, I, I don't want to badmouth anything in Bay Ridge, but I, they could really up the quality of the Bridgeview Diner. I got to say that. Oh, really? no, I yeah. meant your order. Like, what? what were you oh, going my like, order? Yeah, oh, you, you always go cheeseburger or eggs. I mean, well, I'm not trying to put my own life in my own hands. <laughs> I mean, you crazy? You you know? I, I'm, well, oh, why are you deceivingly skinny for a guy that that grows a burger next to two? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, if you're going into the middle of the menu of yeah. a Greek diner, you're making you're you're really you're gambling. Yeah, it is. You're it's like gambling with your kid's college it's tuition. Page three. I mean, don't get the scallops at two in the morning no, no, at a don't diner. Go to north of page three. You yeah. go to the seafood section. You're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they didn't just pull those out of the Chesapeake Bay. <laughs> Those have been sitting in a fucking basement freezer for months. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It's it funny. I love how the Greek diner will go like six ninety five, six ninety five, and then everything eight ninety five deluxe, and then deluxe. It, they love a deluxe. They love a deluxe. Yeah, that means it's a slice of tomato yeah. and, and uh, you get a grilled onion. You give me a green card and it's just fries. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. The menu's like eight hundred pages. Yeah. But I love how the jump in price from the eggs and the burger goes from like eight ninety five, and then you go to the middle, it's like forty seven dollars for a swordfish. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're like, that's the same price as like a fancy restaurant. That's crazy, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a little fresher yeah. there. But um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the Greek diner. Of course, my grandfather. You know, that's how it's like. Is the, that where? Uh, that's where? The, that's where the, you guys made your money. That's where the we diner. made our money. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the Greek passport into America. I mean, like you know, that's everybody. You come through the diners. You come through the diner. Like you know, the one guy comes out, then he brings his brother. That's what my grandfather did. At one point, my grandfather had the biggest diner in all the five boroughs. Really, it's called the Normandy Diner. On the on the West Side Highway. Oh wow! Where like the docks used to be active, and before that, he had one in Red Hook at the docks. And Albert Anastasia's brother used to shake him down. Really? Yeah, yeah. My dad would tell me because my dad would work in the restaurant, and he told me that um, yeah, Albert Anastasia's brother would just show up. That was his area, and my grandfather would just get in the car and just give him an envelope. And it wasn't seen. The interesting thing, and this is, you know, I got to give props to the Italians. Yep. You knew a little bit what they were doing. They knew what they were doing a little bit. It wasn't seen as like, uh, it wasn't seen as like a payoff as much as like a part of how the system worked. Community. 
Yeah, and like it was, you know, everything was cash then, so you needed, it was like someone was going to knock you off. Yeah, yeah. So it was almost like you paid them for security. Yeah, my grandfather ran uh, he had the biggest uh, tomato business in New York. Right. He uh, models to models brothers. Yeah. And he um, was same sort of deal. Him, my uncle Nino that we spoke of with the basement, my uncle Vinny, they all ran this uh, big tomato market there, and he was supplying basically all the food, uh, you know, places, all the diners and all, and all that stuff, and it cash hand over fist he would just have cash and every time they would come over they'd look how much he have and they said okay how much how much is it uh he told us some of his stories like how much is it worth to protect us for you right, <laughs> and right. he's like well you know 10 percent, whatever and he would just bust them off and sometimes sometimes the envelope would be bigger but that's how his, my grandfather kept his money yeah nobody came and bugged him it yeah. wasn't even like they were gonna knock him off they would just know that somebody else was so yeah down. it was kind of like yeah you know they're on the west side highway at 4 a.m you can't rely you know? on the cops necessarily, no. and uh, yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's one of those gray areas. Yes, sure? it's, yes, you're getting robbed, but also nobody else is going to rob you. <laughs> so you're getting robbed how much you want to give. Yeah. It's more like a charitable donation. You know, this is before the five hundred one c threes. You know what I love about Italians? Italians are real, can be really tough, right? Mm-hmm. But they get real sensitive about produce. Oh, produce is very yeah. Good. They go, look, I'll fucking break your neck, but take a look at these the tomatoes. tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the best. You these are yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, these Jersey Jesus tomatoes. Jesus Christ, <laughs> They got a plump tomato here. It's on the vine. It's on the vine. Look at it. Smell the vine. Smell that vine. That's how you pick produce. I know how to pick produce because of my grandfather so well. I smell the vine. I push the button. I knock on the watermelon. I do the whole thing. The whole thing. You really, you caress them, right? Oh, I mean, I'm there for hours. I, right. People, you know, people start looking to be like, looking at me funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like pick a cantaloupe, pal. Yeah. I'm like, you don't tell me how to pick my cantaloupe. You almost could see Italians in a supermarket where people pick their produce quick you can almost see Italians going it's a fucking shame yeah disgust it's a shame take your time I judge if you don't yeah. if you don't do a lot if you're yeah. not if you're not grabbing three to five tomatoes you don't know what you're doing yeah if you're, gra- if you're grabbing a, if you're doing a first pull yeah. if you're grabbing a first tomato psh, don't yeah. get out of my get out of my supermarket <laughs> very good get good get rid of the shit if you're not giving a squeeze, oh, and if you're grabbing from the top, please yeah. don't even say you're right. You fucking got me started. You got me started because if you grab from the top, that's yeah. what the, the new one's coming to the right point. You got to go, go under. under. Yeah. Go under. But is it, yeah, but you're kind of like, you're manhand, you're touching a lot of, pe- like tomatoes, it's kind of, I guess you got to do what you got to do to get the good ones. You got to do what you got to do. You got to fight those battles. But what if, you, what if you're thinking like somebody else before you came and did that and moved, yeah. took the ones at the bottom, and now the ones at the top, which are, they're in the bottom now. Right. You got, you got to Can stu- you tell? Can you, got, you tell? Well, color, color way, right? You got to look. You got to look around the stem. If there's green around the stem, you know, right in that little top circle, the crown. If right. You right. Yeah. You got to take a look down. You got to make sure you're all red. All yeah. red there. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not touching that tomato. <laughs> <laughs> not touching that Sherlock Holmes of produce. <laughs> yeah. If you need help, you know, Jack, you need help with produce. So you got, you know, we'll go shopping right after this. We'll go right down to fifth, you know, fifth half. We'll work it out. The Italians, it's 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 business. It's business. Yeah. It's like it's 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 top top level business. It's funny because there is there's really truth to it. Like when you come home with an unripe honeydew, yeah. I mean, you and I, our friendship's over. Yeah. Like if I open up that honeydew and it's like it doesn't, you know, if you do that and you hear it sounds like a saw. Yeah. And it's not, if there's not juice spilling out of it, yeah. you're an asshole. Yeah. No. You're an absolute. You, you've got, you know, you've gotten robbed. Yeah. Italian, you guys have uh, very high standards for food, and I think I would say. It, it's unquestionably the best cuisine. I don't think anyone who argues, I think it, it's sort of like saying Jordan's not the best basketball player. I'm going like, right. let's go over the stats. Yeah. I mean, well, we got ZD. I mean, the list goes on. It goes on. I mean, and I will say that it's, uh, you know, people could always find something they like on that menu. Yeah. Very easily. Right. 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 So I think it's very, uh, you know, broad. Right. In that sense. Right. Yeah. It's, I could have it every night. Yeah. 
I could do Italian every single I pretty night. Much, I pretty much do. Yeah. Now, how Catholic are you? Uh, what's that? Religion. Oh, religion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did you grow up big time Catholic? I grew up BTC, but then I stopped big time Catholic. Right. Uh, <laughs> then I, I stopped hard. Right. I hit the brakes on it. Um, I was, that happens I, a lot. I was altar boy and going to be priest. Wow. Yeah, I did that whole thing. Wow. Um, yeah. And then when my you fa- took a big left turn yeah, from my- the from the church to improv to improv yeah, yeah. Well, I was doing a lot of Catholic improv <laughs> right I was I was doing it in an all boy Catholic high school I went to you wow. know on Senior Farrell in Staten Island it was all boy Catholic that's where we met all boy Catholic high school and I was gonna I was considering the cloth right and then when my father passed away. We stopped going to church as much. Not I wasn't angry at God, nothing like that, but I was kind of like, oh, this is, I got older and I started looking at it. And then the big thing for me was, I don't believe in the middleman. I don't believe in the priest. I don't believe like somebody could do that for you. Like I didn't really get on board with that. I love the morals. I love all that stuff. Good, bad, evil, whatever. But I, I was like, that piece of it didn't make sense for me. Right. Because I started looking at it all and I was like, mm, it doesn't make sense. But I still appreciate the morality you get from religion and all that, like you know, my my uh, my kid's mother is uh, Muslim and I'm Italian and both of, uh, I'm a Catholic and both of us are not practicing. Right. So our kids kind of just like are growing up right. without like religion, but trying to teach values. So it's right. it's kind of interesting to. That's nice. To do. Yeah. I think that's nice for them. I think it yeah. is too. Religion- they have questions now too, which is interesting because yeah. my son's like asking me, he's like, "Where's God?" Right, and he says like that to me, and I'm like, uh, "Well, that's the question, buddy." <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Where is he? Right, you know. So it's it it gets a little interesting to not have that like book to pop out and be like, "Oh, this is everything that you need to know." Right. It's it's as long as you're teaching, be good people. Do you, it would be fun if you and your wife could make a fun thing where you do a competition, though. Yeah. Where you go, look, the kids tabula rosa. We let them choose, but. They can ask us both. You can present your case, and I can present mine, yeah. and then they choose. And then you and her compete by saying which one's better. We kind of do that a little bit with food because she'll present tabbouleh, and I'd be like, "Do you want you know you want a penne alla vodka?" Yeah. So like you know we do that, and my kids love tabbouleh, you know, but nothing beats a good penne alla vodka. No, it's tough. <laughs> penne alla vodka, is, it's tough. Penne alla, yeah, that's a tough one. And then you could just go down the list of the amenities. Yeah. You could go. I mean, uh, you know, Muslim, Catholic. I yeah. mean, they both got some decent amenities. Yeah. You know, well, um, she grew up Lebanese, which has a big family component. Grandparents are super important in that family structure, right. just like Italians. You right. know, so that kind of thing. There's a lot of a lot of stuff that coincides, right? But you guys are progressive. You guys are more progressive. Uh, yeah, I would secular. I would say secular. Yeah, if I knew what that meant. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> opposite of religious. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are at the Catholic school. The four you meet. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, freshman year. Obviously, everybody. Did we even introduce? I mean, people know you. They watch, well, but we just point, at this point, I hope they do. <laughs> I mean, we didn't even say who I was. We didn't even do an intro. We just started rolling, baby. This is uh, this is Joe Gatto from uh, the Impractical Jokers comedy, the Tenderloin, mm-hmm. Staten Island, now Long Island. Um, so uh, all you just you, take that clip and put it all we'll put it in, in the, the front. Yeah, and that would be fantastic <laughs> because you just come from mid conversation. Yeah, this is like a Quentin Tarantino movie, yes. you know. Where you got it like you start at the yeah. end, and you come we, back we at the, the end. S, the X point. We'll put it there before we get to the Y Z. Let me now. We'll do a scene in the bathroom. Like, oh, I'm just gonna you're gonna beat your dick, and then you're gonna go home. <laughs> uh, you guys, so you guys have been friends. You, Mur, Sal, yep. and Q. Yeah, thirty now, years. Q's the Q's the only Irish one. Murray, what? Murray's two Irish. Irish. Too, yeah, I'm yeah. the only full breed Italian. Oh, because Sal, Sal's Sal's got Sal's, the yeah, Sal's, Cuban and Puerto Rican. The, yeah, he's got the the sexy Latino. That's what well, you you know. I, I on the Joker's cruise, uh, you guys do a lot of dancing, a lot of music, yep. and you could tell. Yeah, 
Yeah. You could tell Sal's got a, the only one with a little sexy gelatin. Yeah, he's the only one. His moves match. He 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 matches the music sometimes. Yeah, your your energy's big. My energy's big. Yeah, I dance with confidence. I dance like I should know. I I dance like I don't care what I look like, and it matches my (laughs) (laughs) like that's the energy I bring. It's like you dance. It's like you should not be as confident as you are, but I'm on board with it. Like I confuse him with it. Yeah, you go. Yeah, you go. It looks like it looks a little bit like you're being burned by a car cigarette lighter. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know what? And that's my move. And you remembered it, so you're welcome. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Yeah, Sal, Sal's smooth up there. And um, was there ever, like, a fifth Joker, like the Beatles? No, there was a fourth that Q re- uh, replaced. So he oh. had a drop-off. Yeah, there was a tenderloin um, that had gotten a good job and got married and found, like, grew up faster than the rest of us, I guess. And uh, he had to make a decision because his time was too valuable to, you know, he got a big PR firm job. A uh, good friend of ours, Mike. Still friend of ours. Great guy. And he... Fell out, and then that left us an opening, and Q came in. Yeah. And this was uh, during the turning point when we started doing sketch comedy online. And was Q a friend from high school, too? 100%, yeah. And he was a firefighter. So there was, there was really five of us from high school that were friends, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so Q was a firefighter, too? Firefighter, yeah. And so he, he kept being a firefighter while you guys were For doing season it? season one and two, him and Sal, everybody kept everybody kept their jobs. I was yeah. the only one that had to quit. Right. So I was doing baby store, store salesman. I was working for this company called Giggle. Right. Which was high-end baby furniture. <laughs> and I, I was slinging baby merch like nobody's business in yeah. Soho. I was a personal shopper. Yeah. I got moved over to the corporate side, and I was a training program manager. I opened new stores. Yeah. But because I was a good salesman, she, she cooked the book. She sent me for three weeks to where the stores open. I would crush it. She'd be like, look how good our store is doing <laughs> in Pasadena. You know? Uh, some one of those, which was great. And uh, so I was doing that, and then we had to film the pilot, so I had to get, take my two weeks vacation. Then they picked up the pilot, and they needed six months to shoot season one. So I said, hey, I'm going to have to take a six-month hiatus. And she goes, oh, so you're quitting? Yeah. I was like, no. I was like, I'll be back. She's like, she's like, well, I can't not have a training program manager for six months. She's like, so uh, good luck to you. And if it you know, doesn't work out and if there's room for you, you're welcome back. And I was like... Okay, so I quit my job and I was all in. But Murr was working for the production with the production company that produced the show. Right. And Sal was a bartender. I know he owned a place in Staten Island. And Q was a firefighter. So Q would work as 24, come to set, do do the show, go home for a day, then come back to the same thing. And then Sal would go. We'd film until he had to leave to go to work. He would go work overnight and then come the next day and stuff. So it was interesting that everybody kept their jobs for two years. Yeah. But I just jumped in, which made me really produce like really i was really involved and all the way through the run of it i was very involved with everything from writing the first joke to the final edit you know yeah and i love that part of it so yeah. i mean you know, i always wanted to be a director yeah. and screenwriter so that really was like oh i get to do this yeah you guys should make a movie about the story of the show like you yeah. guys like it's you know like, what i mean like your movie was great I, I went to that too yeah me and chris went to that oh yeah and we that was fun and you know it was like the show yep but you guys should do a, a, a movie about like like a documentary of like uh, about what we uh, yeah or like story. write a movie about because it's the such making a f- up the jokers like, yeah like it's the such offer. a fun story yeah. like because you guys are just like and I think that's what uh, part of what endeared you so much to everybody is like you guys are such humble normal guys well I mean we didn't yeah it didn't click to us like with thirty four yeah you know? so you're already, you're <laughs> the person you're the person you got to be you yeah know I, mean? I mean I mean how funny is that Q's like Q's fucking he's he's fighting fire he's up he's going. literally saving a guy yeah and then we're like oh, dude and tell her you farted like you know like he literally <laughs> pulling a man out of an ele- burning elevator true yeah. story like he's got a, he got a medal for like saving a guy from an elevator yeah. then he came to work the next day and he had to like do like announce funny names in a, in an yeah. office like it's like dude what is 
Yeah, I mean, you know, he's got a job where he's got to carry it. You know, he's got to be able to carry his body weight plus 20, and he's going in. And, and he's also a firefighter. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, hey, Q, how you doing? Yeah, you, you doing a shift tomorrow? Yeah, we, I'm, I'm cooking tomorrow. We're doing chicken fried yeah. chase. And then he's going, okay, guys, I got to go do a little zip zap zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did, you, yeah. did you guys warm up with any of the improv we games? We threw zip zap yeah, zoom. Zip zap zoom. I mean, we're not above a zip zap zoom. <laughs> I mean, all greats, too. You're yeah. not going to tell them that we did it before we started this podcast? Absolutely. We did. And we did, wow. What was wow, the other one? Wow. So how did you guys discover, like, that you guys all wanted to perform together? Like, because I know you guys all went to college. Yeah. So we did improv comedy. You got a counting degree. I got my counting degree. Sal got his d degree in uh, finance. Finance. Yep. He and was a gifting. He's a good gifter. He's a great gifter. He's a great gifter. He's one of the best. He's up there with Steve Byrne for me. He's Steve Byrne. Oh, Steve other. Byrne's a good one? Oh, my God. Steve Byrne's the best gifter in the world. Steve Byrne is a great guy. He's a great dude. Yeah. He's the best. I've been working with him a lot now, which is really fun. And You guys got a podcast. We got a podcast together. Yeah. yeah. Two cool moms, which is fun. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we both had moms that gave great maternal instinct, great maternal advice, and we both feel like we captured that. Right. So we start off telling stories. And then we take fan submitted uh, dilemmas and we solve them as best we can. Yeah. Sometimes it goes great. Sometimes it doesn't. But it's always funny. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and Steve, Steve is Steve is a hilarious stand up. Steve, uh, he had that show on TBS yeah, for a little yeah, while. Sullivan, Sullivan, Sullivan's yeah. son. He does a lot of comedy specials. He's great. I actually just uh, I just directed his latest comedy special for Amazon Prime. That's so cool. Yeah, which is really cool. It was a really fun. Experience. I love that about this era now. You know, like friends can kind of collaborate on something, make it happen, go well, straight to the I fans. I mean, like this. Like I, yeah. I just love what you do. You make me laugh, and I was I just said, hey, you're great, and then you're like, hey, you want to come on? This is awesome. For yeah, me. and it's I appreciate really... that very much. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, it is very cool. Like it doesn't. There's no. Uh, it's not a protracted process. It's not slow. You you just kind of like, hey, yeah, you want to do it? Boom, 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 and it just kind of happens. You don't have to have like a hundred meetings, right. and then you put the you put the you know the power to do it in the hands of the creatives. And yeah, stuff, like the business. Part. How loose was True TV with you guys um, as far as the ideas? Pretty. They were. Pretty. It took us. A, it took us a minute to get there, but once yeah. we got it, it was pretty. Like season, you know, after you do season four or five, it's kind of like. Uh, no, you shouldn't. And we're like, well, we're gonna try it, right? And they're like, okay, and then it worked, and they're like, okay, you know, so it was like that. But uh, we got on board with the the network exec really tightly, um, Simi, who was uh, the guy who ran it there, and he was very. I always find it's easier, to, like, if you collaborate with people instead of telling them what you're doing. Yeah. You know, so we would talk to him a lot. And then if he had questions, his questions were normally pretty good. Like, there's sometimes, with anybody that, you know, it's a network person, you know, a lot, a lot of times they just don't understand the comedy. It was more that he didn't understand what we were talking about. Right. So once you talk him through it, and you're as excited in there, because they're not in the room, right? You're in the yeah. writer's room, you're dying laughing about the stupid idea. Like, I remember one, it was like, they made me a massage chair. Yeah. And that was the idea in the room. It was like, what if Joe was a massage chair? Right. And they were like, what happens? It's like, Joe's a massage chair. Yeah. And it's like, we were dying laughing at literally just that. So we sent it in, the punishment, Joe's a massage chair. Yeah. And he's like, what does this mean? It's yeah. like, I'm a massage chair. Yeah. And he goes, okay, so what happens? I'm like, well, I'm a chair. Yeah. And people come sit on me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a massage chair. And he's like, all right. And he's like, yeah. so what? And then, and then we started being like, I was like, no, I, we don't think you're envisioning it correctly. You know, this is what that. And he was like, Oh, all right. I get. And they just had to talk them through, you know. Right. And it ended up being one. one and of was it favorite. a lot of it? Sometimes your guys' enthusiasm to kind of just convince them, because that is that's, I, you know, I know, I know you now a little bit. I know Sal. You guys are, uh, you guys are so enthusiastic, and like your friendship seems authentic, and you're like normal guys, and like yeah. I would just say yes to everything because like you just, you, it's so easy to fall in love with all you guys. Yeah, yeah. And you guys are still all friends. Hundred percent. Yeah. 
how the fuck did you do that? <laughs> how did how did that happen? Like, especially as the show got bigger. Well, I like think- the Rolling Stones fucking hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> they they just show up on stage and they just fucking. They we didn't have time. To- we didn't have time to. I don't yeah. think you know because with the touring and everything. Like, look, there was one time that we saw each other for thirty two days straight. Right. Like every day for thirty two days. Like, think about that for a second. You know, that's like a month. That's yeah. a twelfth of the year right. we were together. Like working or either doing promo or uh, you know the cruise. It was like one of those where we were just all together and if you can't be together then you would end up just destroying each other you know right. so i think that was part of it but it started with friendship like we were really friends so it wasn't like a cast that couple put together or people that didn't know each other's histories we know each other's parents you know we've been there through for each other through a lot um so i think that helps the baseline i always say that the show was more about friendship than it was a comedy yeah like watching four friends be friends like that's, yeah this is literally how i make these guys laugh yeah i embarrass myself i don't give a shit i have fun yeah and i make my friends laugh and if i see them crack i just keep digging until they crumble and that's the way it is and yeah that's really what we did you know? that's what really made it unique and uh it was a massive hit and I, I i figured at one point maybe you'd go in and be and you'd have to say to true tv like uh, do you guys want to sign a deal with us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want us to yeah. re-sign you? Because, I mean, your show was always on. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, well, it, they gave us a development deal, um, mm-hmm. which we worked on for a little bit. Um, I think the guys still have it, but uh, you know, not part of that business anymore. But they, uh, they, they did, like, jump in, and we had to, <laughs> it's We saw so many changes at that network. Literally four presidents came. One show. Four presidents came and went. So when somebody new comes in, you have to be like, they have to be like, oh, and like, instead of being like, okay, this is what we're going to do to us, they'd be like, don't touch it. It's the one that's working. Right, 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 so right. that kind of helped us, I think, right. where it was like, you know, it works. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't fucking, don't kill the golden goose. Let it, let them do their thing, you know? And people are kind of timid with it too, right? Because they're going to be like, what are they going to say to you? It's just 300th episode. They're going to be like, here's an idea. Right, <laughs> like, right. It's like, you know, they just kind of got out of the way. And we weren't dicks about it, but if they said something we didn't agree with, we'd be like, well, it's not really a on brand for us. Yeah. Like yeah. we could talk to the brand more than a person that just started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. So it was, it was it really, it's really, really not on brand for us. It's a good way to say, it's a very nice way to say, fuck yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> well, they would throw it back at you. Yeah. They would throw it back at you sometimes. Yeah. They're like, mm, is that really jokery? Like there yeah. was like a turn that got thrown around for a while. Is that jokery? How do we make it jokery? Right. Like that was like joke. They made it like, they made it, when they make it an adjective, you know you're, you're pretty safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they've created a word. Yeah. This is how successful it was because, you know, you guys were like, what, 2010 or 11? Till now, right? Yeah. So it was like um, that period. TV was still very, you know, in the conversation. It still is. I'm not saying it's not, but back then, as comedians, we were constantly pitching. I mean, I pitched to True TV a bunch of times, yeah. and every show they kind of brought up, "How can we make this sort of a competition between you guys?" Right, right. They yeah. tried to like jokerize it. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Every single, um, every single. Well, for idea. a long time, they're trying to find a companion show for us. Yeah. Instead of just playing repeats of us. Why didn't they just do like the girls' version of Ghostbusters? Why didn't they just get a couple of girls? Because I don't. It, the, the magic of the show was that we were real. Yeah, friends. but Hollywood always fucks it up. Yeah. They could true. cast it. And just take some girl named Janine. <laughs> take some I think gr- a lot of a lot of people tried it. Like MTV had a couple shows that were like tried basically kind of us. Yeah. And it was like us, but not us. And yeah, you know, it just didn't. Didn't work. There was a lot of versions like that happened overseas. Oh, they did it. There's like you know, I would love to see those. Like Belgium jokers. Yeah, <laughs> called like Das Fuckers. <laughs> it was the name of the show was Das Fuckers. Das Fuckers. Yeah, that's what it was. It was like crazy. You know, there was a Lebanese version. It was like a bunch of different versions that just played everywhere. What's up, y'all? We are brought to you by Mint Mobile. This is a good option for you here. Just hear this out, okay? Uh, if you hate your phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. If you're on a budget, that's beautiful. 
They give you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a family. Mint families start at two lines, so you can combine with your family, right, with your uh, significant other or your kid. All plans come with all the goods, right? Unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on 5G, the largest 5G network. So you can use your own phone. You don't got to change anything with Mint Mobile plan with your, with the Mint Mobile plan, and keep your same phone number. They do all of it along with all your existing contacts. Just switch over to Mint Mobile, save money, get premium wireless service. Premium wireless service starting at just again fifteen dollars a month. Um, so right now to get your new wireless plan for just fifteen bucks a month, uh, and get the plan shipped to your door for free. It's a good deal. Go to mintmobile.com slash fumes. That is mintmobile.com slash fumes. Cut your wireless bill down to 15 bucks a month right now at mintmobile.com slash fumes. Why wouldn't you do this? It's just a great story. Great success. It was a great run. And now you're on to stand up and podcast, baby. Yeah. You're, you're hitting the stages. Hitting stages. You're a, a funny time. fucking dude. How do you like stand up? It's totally, it was totally different. I have a, a respect for it because like, you know, when I did the live show with the guys, it was like, you're 25% of the funny. There's four years. If something bombs, somebody will pick you up, you know, yeah. but to do an hour by yourself is definitely, definitely a challenge. And, and when I first started, I started in January, right? Because you know, things happen in my life. I had to leave Jokers. It's like, okay, got to go. And now what am I doing? I got to put, you know, bread on the table. I got a family. Take care of kids. Take care of. So what am I doing? So I had to talk with my team. And they're like, well, you perform live. People will come out to see you. So why don't we start there? So my first show, I actually toured with Steve Byrne and a good friend of ours, Jiggy, Mark Jagarjian, who's a big comic here in New York. He's a friend of ours, too. He's open for us forever. He opened for us in MSG. He's a really good guy. So I know him a, dec- you know, a decade as well. So I was like, all right come with me. I said, I'm going to put a show. And then like, tell me how I did, you know, tell me because I, your standups, I respect, you know, this, you know, Steve's been doing stand up forever and I respect their opinion. I find them both funny. And I did 35 minutes and it was felt really good. I came, I was in Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, they, they hid me in Appleton, so, Wisconsin. Real diverse crowd. Yeah. yeah super. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the whitest like crowd, like, it's like you jump in a bowl of milk and talk to marshmallows. Like that's what it looks like. So I was like, I, I go and, and do the set, and I come off stage, and I said to Steve, I was like, and I was like super nervous, but I had done my homework. I wanted to like do it right, and I said to Steve, and Steve was like, he's like, fuck you, man. He's like, fuck you. He's like, you know, he's like, you just, you just fun to watch. You're just up there, you're talking from your heart. You know, he's like, you got it. So then I just built my hour off of that, like telling different stories, different things. I'm really more like a storyteller than anything, like yeah. you know, and obviously a little bit of observation stuff. But I enjoy telling the story. Yeah. You know, so because you mean, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you know. You've been doing comedy for a long yeah, time. You've been yeah. performing for a long, a long time. Sure. So I could see that it just kind of that muscles there. It's just it's just a different way to. It's a different way it, to right? do it. You yeah. Know, it's like it's like, you know improv, sketch, television, movie, and it's like let me tr- now I'm trying stand up. Yeah. It's just a, a different feel, but it's a lot of fun, man. I, Which I'm do you like the, the best? I, I'm honestly enjoying stand up more than I thought I would. Yeah. yeah. I know it started out of necessity. Yeah. But then I quickly turned into something. I was like, oh, this is really fun. I just love making people laugh. I just yeah. love doing it. You know what I mean? You know. Yeah. And just like to be in front of a crowd that's laughing, you have a theater full of people just, you know, laughing and having a good time, especially now when everybody's life is shit for the most part. It's like, it's really good to, to be able to do that. You know? Yeah. And so you have to now kind of, it's interesting because, I mean, you guys 
international. I mean, it was like you guys did the UK, O2 Arena everywhere. You guys were going. I mean, yeah, five Dublin, times. Five times the Dill too. Wow, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, the Dill too, and then Dublin. We did it a couple times. So we did London and uh, you know Ireland. Yeah, and you did. Uh, you were doing like stadiums, like you were doing yeah. MSG. You did did MSG, did... Dill too. Yeah, we did a lot of a lot of big things. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> right. So that was my point. My right, point now is now you got to kind of like yeah, you're doing. You're probably doing like small theaters and clubs. I'm doing a lot of the theaters we did. Uh, before we started the arenas, so I'm right. doing a lot of places I've played already right. as part of the guys. Right, you know, two thousand seaters, you know, fifteen hundred to two thousand seaters. And does it feel it's just as enjoyable? I it's feel like great, you man. guys just everything's enjoyable. Well, I had fun. I honestly, was more comfortable on a theater stage than I was at the comedy club because I did a bunch of comedy clubs to start. Right. But it's a smaller space; they're right in front of you. Still good crowds and everything, but it was just I'd never done that. Right. Never, I'd right. never been on a stand up stage. Right, you right. know, besides maybe popping up a burn somewhere or doing something like together, but like just never on. On the stage, so that was completely different. And then the first time I had my theater show, I was like, I got a little nervous, and then I realized how much room I have, and I'm very physical. Right. So it was just opened up. I was like, oh, all my jokes got punched up more just because I moved my body. Right. I had room to run and stop, or I did something. I was like, and I was just more comfortable. I was always been on theater stages, so I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So now I'm way more comfortable. I think it's reflected in my work. I think it's a good show now. Uh, that more, not that it is. I just feel more proud of it. If that makes sense, you know, it's like I'm putting on something that deserves to come out and see. Yeah. So it was good. Yeah, you could do. I mean, you know. Look at that. Look at that right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a MSG, right? I mean, look at that, dog. You could Photoshop you guys out there and put Mariah Carey right in there. <laughs> I, I mean, that, I mean that, that's a Taylor Swift audience yeah, right now. I think that actually, that might even be the O2. I'm not sure. No, no, this is MSG. The garden. I mean, that's yeah. wild, dude. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, the garden was great. I mean, I, honestly, the, we played Radio City, too, which was really, really amazing because that was the first time we played, like, New York proper, city proper. We did two shows there, and when we played Radio City, we walked out. And you know how many shows, like, from being from New York, how many shows you've seen at Radio City, right? You walked out, we walked out the stage, and all four of us, like, were completely choked up and couldn't say anything. So we stood there in silence as the crowd went nuts for, like, a minute. Yeah. And everybody's just looking at each other. Like, yeah. Sal's all filled up. We're sitting there, like, choking <laughs> back. I think Sal was even full-blown, you know, ugly crying. Yeah. And, like, you know, we're all choked up and whatnot. And then I would, somebody had to talk, and I just, like, said anything whatever. And it just then we were just <laughs> off to the races, and it was great. But that was a, that was a big moment. That's probably one of my favorite. That The O2 in London was crazy because you... You see it here in America, right? We go out and about and we do things. But then the first time we went over to London, we were arguably bigger over there because just the way people responded to us. It was like, right. what are you doing in my country? Like, people get crazy. They're like, what are you doing in Pennsylvania? Right, now, right. Like, Could you imagine? Like, what are you doing in, in Manchester? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's really weird. So... That it's special too because you're not from there, 100%. and then you're coming over there. Those yeah. are people who have really just responded to your comedy yeah. with no other tie to you besides the fact that you made them laugh. Right. Like right. that's it. Right. Right. That's that's all they know about. Yeah. You know, yeah. here you get a New Yorker vibe. You get oh, he's he's a, you see these four friends. Oh, they remind us of guys from high school. Yeah. We're very American. You know, like that. But there, it's just like you literally did something that made them laugh, and they got hooked. So. Yeah. I mean, you guys, you get really exported the Staten Island accent out. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Yeah. We did tariffed it. And everything. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, you turn on, you turn on that show. You're like, these guys yes, are definitely yeah. from the boroughs. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's funny because Murray went to Georgetown, and we always talk about how he tried, like he tried to lose his accent to sound smarter, and. You even sometimes on the show, you'll see him be like, gobble gold. And it's like, Mario, it's gobble gold. Come on. He's like trying to date. Yeah, I was about to say, if we were going to go from most to least, 
Most Staten Island to least. Yeah, Staten most Staten Island accent to least. He would be on the bottom. For sure. Yeah, Q would be the third. Oh, you think Q's third? Yeah, I think it would be you and Sal for number one oh, and two. I, yeah, me, me and me and Q normally get the one and two spots. Really, Sal's yeah, very well. Sal throws in, you know, Sal, you know, sometimes gets he, his Cuban on, you know. And, yeah, but it, you but can, also Sal's got probably got well Q too. The two of them have very good vocabularies. They do, right? Actually, Mur does too. I'm probably probably not the I'm yeah Georgetown. Yeah, yeah, Georgetown yeah. gets it. Yeah, you're more a numbers guy. I'm more a numbers guy. Yeah, more I'm numbers guy. Numbers and people and physical guy. Numbers. People skills. You'll act it out. They talk, you'll act it <laughs> okay, out. They, te- yes. they tell you. Be a cockatiel. You- <laughs> What's a cockatiel? Is it a bird? <laughs> you show. You're more I'm of a show, show. guy. Yeah, They're well, the I'm tell you. Yeah. I go in fourth. Yeah. Throw the feathers. <laughs> but you and Sal hit the hard why. Why. You, why. Yeah. yeah that that why. Way. There's a couple words that really give it away, like why. Yeah. <laughs> I also make up a lot of terms, too. Uh, or, like, you know, I use like a lot of Italian slang I grew up with. Yeah. Like, you know, you got all for money. I'm like, yeah. hey, where's my got all to sound? It's like, what's got yeah. all? I'm like, it's escarole. It's, gr- it's a green vegetable. Just give me my money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I had to explain it. Do you do sister's ass or no? That's a big Italian, right? You sister's ass when you stub your tongue. Yeah, your sister's ass. Jesus Christ, your sister's ass. Now, Christmas time. I, I I just love this from I saw this on Styles Instagram. Do you still do the tradition every year where you go over his house, just eat all his food, and then bounce? Every year, every, every single year since you've year. been friends. Every year we do it. Every year I go to his I go to his house. I pop in, uh, say hi to his family. I don't tell him I'm coming. Right. So I never confirm or right. deny that I'm going to show up. Right. I'll walk in my pajamas. You're like Santa Claus almost. I'll have a cannoli. I'll <laughs> kiss his nieces. <laughs> I like the reverse Santa Claus. I'm an Italian Santa Claus. I take a gift and I, uh, I think you're gonna. Uh, I go to his. I go to his house every year. Yeah, I've been doing it. I've probably been doing it since. It's got to be. I mean, it's got to be 20 years almost. That's incredible. Yeah. 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 So you you is it a specific time or you just you keep I him tr- off balance? No, I keep him off balance. Like I, I've showed up because his family goes all night. Yeah. His family did a cool thing where they would go to put the kids to sleep. Yeah. Santa would show up and they wake the kids up. I'd be like, Santa just came, and they do like a 2 a.m. gift thing. Oh, wow. So it'd be like, kind of thing. So they all wait till all the kids fell asleep. They had to wait till all the kids fell asleep, set everything up, and wake them up. So I knew they would go to, you know, 2, 3 in the morning, so I had a window. And right. I'd pop by Uncle Nino's when I'm not in Staten Island anymore. I'd pop by Uncle Nino's, you know, have some fish salad from Aunt Linda. Right. And then pop over there and get myself, <laughs> you know, get myself, uh, get myself over at Sal's and, and pop and say goodnight. Yeah, I mean, you're the only fucking guys who've done Madison Square Garden who is saying, I'm also popping by my Uncle Nino's. <laughs> <laughs> Those two things don't usually go together. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. man, yeah, before I go do MSG, I got to go pop my Uncle Nino's have some fish salad. Dude, I was late today because I had to do a career day at my daughter's school. Yeah. I went and talked about what it's like to be a comedian to a bunch of second graders. The guy yesterday, not even kidding, neurosurgeon. Yeah. Neurosurgeon was yesterday. This guy's father came in who talked about the, like, you know, Gula Abdallah, whatever yeah. the hell's up there. Right, talk, talking to these kids about it. And I'm up there, and I'm like, uh, knock, knock. You're, go, you're basically going, hey, kids, I kind of do what you do. <laughs> Grown-up you that people give me money to do it I just kind of play with my friends yeah, that's really you know when you guys get in trouble that's what I get paid for I get paid for that the with more my trouble friends. I get into the more I make yeah. <laughs> and now so it's it's interesting you guys known each other all these years and then you got you got families you started and you still kind of maintain a friendship through all that yeah it gets harder like you know it's 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 tough for sure especially you know like uh, like we were just talking about Christmas like I had to put together my daughter's dollhouse like right. you know and then and then I'm like the Bobby did the Bobby dream house is was a son of a bitch and you know I didn't get out of my house at like one o'clock and I'm looking at the clock I'm like it's one o'clock I'm living in Long Island and I'm like Shh. I'm like I gotta go and I gotta yeah. go I was laying in bed I was like I gotta go how I long have you been on the island I've been on the island six years so I, started, I went from Staten to Manhattan to 
Island hopped. Island yeah, hopped. you're not comfortable unless you're on island. I yeah. mean, Long Island is technically part. It's an island because it's part of Brooklyn and Queens. Yeah. But Long Island itself, the traffic kind of acts like another body That's of water. What it does. It does. Keeps the culture it's in. It's own bridge. Yeah. Now yeah. I ask that question because every Christmas, like. Were you never discouraged by the Belt Parkway? I was. I going go to right South? I mean, Coming back is tougher. Yeah. Getting to the islands. Hard. A lot of people going out there, their in-laws on the island. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just there just I'm trying going, to keep... I'm going in, they're going on. In and on. I'm all right. If they're going on the islands, it's a long island, I'm going in. Did you ever get island. tempted to break tradition because of the traffic? Were you like, fuck this? I'll just... Ne- fu- never Let me just FaceTime and say I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> never because of the traffic. It was only because the... Uh, because of the time. Right. The time most of the time was like ah, it's tight right now. But. Is this something that you that you intend on continuing to do? I think we're done. You think you're done with it? Yeah, I can't. I can't forgive Sal for what he's done to me. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I love imagine right here. I'm like yeah. he's dead. To I'm me. like wow, that took, that took a turn. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he rots in hell. Uh, no, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I I would love to you know to do it. The hardest thing now is like you have to. I have the kids. You know, I have a five year old, seven year old. They wake up for Santa. Yeah. They're waking up at six o'clock. You know, I gotta be up and I gotta be present for it. Yeah. Know? So every every pun intended. Yeah. So I gotta uh, I gotta do that. So that's the only challenge. But that would be I funny if you're torn or whatever. Like you just you're overseas and you're just like. <laughs> It's Christmas, and you're like, you got to show the next day. You're like, look, I just gotta, yeah. I gotta go to Staten Island and say hello to Sal. <laughs> we talk about like, uh, we talk about like, if I'm in, like, I get locked up, right? Yeah. Like, if I'm, I'm on, like, I'm doing a, I'm down in Mexico, I get into some shit, yeah. and I get locked into a Mexican prison, and it's like, you know, it's twelve twenty two, and I'm like, I got three days to make it to Staten Island. Yeah, that, <laughs> that would be a fucking great movie. Great movie. That would be a fucking great movie. Let's do yeah. it. Let's make it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll play a fucking Mexican guy <laughs> or a Mexican girl. <laughs> Um, yeah, that'd be a great movie. It's a great movie, right? Yeah, like you got to break out. Two it's like get, get him to the Greek. Yeah, <laughs> get him to the Greek. Except you yeah. got you coming. Get him, to, get him to the get him get to him, the island. Get him to the south. Yeah, yeah, to the island. Yeah, do you think there's a possibility Sal will ever be stripped off the island, or is he like Staten Island Velcro? He's just in, he just can't. He yeah, loves Staten yeah, Island. Him and him and Q. No yeah, way ever. they just stand. Yeah, Murray and Murray ended up to Jersey. He made it left. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his glasses made it yeah. out of yeah. Staten Island before anybody yeah. else. Yeah, <laughs> he got enough. a Soho glasses, yeah, yeah. Georgetown. Yeah, he yeah, got yeah. Enough. yeah, yeah. He was he's out. Got his turtle shell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get it. We get it, buddy. Yeah, he was the guy who got. He was kind of working for the production company, right? And then he was like part of your group, and he was he was kind of the bridge that got you yeah. guys into Tree TV. Yeah, he did. Uh, you know, he was pitching uh, shows, and he had heard you know word on the street that people were looking for a prank show. Yeah, he's like, "What's our version of it?" And it was like, "Well, we just mess with each other." Like, right. You know, we just... I heard like was the meeting like you guys just figured out what the show was going to be like in the room before. No, we we eating sandwiches in my apartment. Me and Murray lived together, yeah. so we were having sandwiches at the apartment. And then when we we did a we shot a sales tape which on our cell phones, and we showed it to them, and we. We showed it to the woman, uh, Marissa, who was working there. She lost it hysterical laughing. She said, well, wait right here. And went and got 12 employees. She said, I just have to make sure I'm not insane that I want to buy this right now. Right. And made everybody watch it. again. She watched it again. I was like, this is never good because it's not going to be as good. Still crushed and loved it. it and felt then good. They, she said, go ahead and let's do it. And then it got a bidding war between them and MTV. But MTV wanted to recast this and make it a strip show, meaning five, one, day, one show a day. Five, because that's when they were doing a lot of their strip shows. Right, right. Five episodes. Oh, so they looked at you guys and they were like, we need somebody younger. Like, it was great. You guys just, you know, we need abs, not flabs. Let's go. What are we going to do here? (laughs) Um, You know, but so we were a little out of the demo. We were funny, though. They loved it, you know, and the thing. But they're like, oh, it'd be fun if they tried. But then they tried their own stab at it. Didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah, because you're right. It really is. It is is about the friendship. And that's what makes the show, like, you know, great. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's like you guys, you guys, like, it's genuine. You can't be genuine. Yeah. You can't be genuine. It's you know hardest it to too? sell, but yeah. you can't beat it. No, you know what? You know what? Too is you know how to make your friends funny, right? 
you know you know how to tee up your friends. You know, the bump set spike is half that show, yeah. right? It's like, what, what's he going to do great here? Let me do this. I'm not going to try to make, you know, somebody do something I think they're going to fail in or that something that Sal could do better than Murrow or I could do better than somebody. You know, you, you know. You know people's wheelhouses. You stick to them. Yeah. And you make them shine. I think that's a big part of it, too. You want to see your friends be funny as opposed to... You know, like you don't want to watch your friends flop on right. national television in high definition. Right. <laughs> looks, you know what it looked like. But that speaks to you guys, though, because a lot of people would, uh, you know, uh, their egos would get the better of them. Yeah. They'd be like, I'm the most popular joker. But that didn't seem to happen with you guys. Really happened to us. You know, it's so funny because everybody we met, everybody had a different favorite. Everybody, like we met, uh, one of my favorite stories, we do the meet and greets after the show, right? After the live show. A grandmother, a mother, and a daughter come back. Three different generations. All three of them have different moments they like, all have three different favorites, all love the show and watch it together. Yeah. I was like, you don't, you don't get that, you know? Yeah, and no. I grew up on that. Like, I grew up watching TV with my father. I love that. Like, I love being that for people. Yeah. I think that's the Covian thing. Yeah. I don't think anybody thought we were going to be that show. Like, we were on True TV at 10 p.m. after a, in between two tow truck shows. Right. That was our first season. Right. We're between South Beach Tow. And the Toe Monsters, whatever yeah. the hell it was called, right? The two, right? The two shows. And we're in the middle. We're a comedy right. between these two reality shows. They didn't even, and we took off. Yeah. And they're like, oh, and they redefined the whole network to be a comedy network Absolutely. because of the success on that. Yeah. And it would, yeah, I could see they cast you guys like, oh, you guys are a reflection of the demo, male, this age, a little sure. older, but you guys got everybody. It's going to be that, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then all of a sudden we started everybody to, I remember the first time we went of our, you know, we started the tour, we do our tour, and it's like an eight year old girl in the audience. She's like, I love you guys. We're like, this girl, like, what is she doing here? How do you know what our show is? I watch with my parents. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Was it a was it a dream of yours? Was it something you you, you saw that you wanted? Because you, you were a guy who had so many Plan Bs going. I mean, you're selling you're selling baby stuff. I yeah. mean, you got your accounting degree. Was this like you obviously went all in when you when you were forced when to, to when you had to? But was this like a dream, or did you kind of feel like you fell always into always it? on the side? Always loved it. Yeah. Always had a passion for it. Never right. thought it would pay the bills. Always was like wanted to be a businessman. Always loved love sales. Right. Salesman. I love sales. I love but you guys love making the sketches on the side. You just we were going to do it. that. I love doing it, and yeah. then I fell in love with editing. Yeah. I love to edit. I fell in love with filmmaking. You know, I loved. I did a couple short films. I love that, and I always wanted to be a director. I always loved movies, and then I was like, that was why I got into the business. I moved to L.A. in '03. Right. When we were doing the stand-ups, I was like, guys, I'm taking a shot. And I went to L.A. from 03 to 05. Oh, wow. And I yeah. lived out there for two years, and I worked at Nordstrom. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I sold pants to the stars. Dude, how fucking fun. Imagine you were a guy who recognized him from Nordstrom. Yeah. yeah. You're like, dude, are you guys told me where the shoe yeah. section was? Yeah. Now you're doing the O2 Crazy. arena? Flip of that. Flip of that is I used to, I used to sell pants. I sold pants to Vince Vaughn. And then we yeah. end up doing the Nashville Comedy Festival, which he helped uh, put together. And we're having lunch with him. I was like, you know, I don't want to brag, but I, I sold you a pair, of, <laughs> sold you a pair of jeans. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, you were at Nordstrom. I was like, I couldn't even breathe. I was like, I was so nervous because one of my idols was hysterical. I was like, but you know, you're welcome. I found your pair of jeans. I fit your fucking tall ass. I found out the 36 inseam you needed. Yeah, yeah. How did the had the movie uh, the movie happened right before COVID? That was we were a, the last. It was movie wild. That it got released before COVID, so yeah. we had three weeks in the theaters, and then the world shut down. And it was so funny because like. A year and a half later, you still had movie. We make the joke that we're the longest running movie in history because it was still on marquees that said Impractical Jokers movie a year and a half later because all the businesses closed. Yeah. Well, they were all closed, you know? So, like, guys, we're still, we're still, we're still playing yeah. over at the Regal in yeah. uh, Cincinnati, you know? I mean, it was, like, right after, right? right like, after. it was, when was that premiere? That it premiered happen? February. Oh, it was, like, right there. Yeah, yeah it was, like, a couple February weeks after yeah. COVID happened. And yeah, it was I just, it was like... February 11th, 15th, that, that, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a crazy experience. That was really fun. To do, and I really got to dive in. And Chris Henchy was our director, and he really made room for me to help dive in and make some decisions and help. And then with the edit and stuff, it was great. Yeah. So now you want to you want to do like some directing. You are directing yeah. Steve Burns special. Yeah. Steve Burns special. Yeah. I've uh, I got a screenplay. I'm out shopping. Um, 
that's a really funny action comedy. Yeah. It's funny because when you focus on one thing for so long, right? Yeah. So once I realized that I had time, it's like just the kettle exploded. And, you know, I came up with a bunch of TV ideas, movie ideas. I wrote a kid's book. I did like just so much stuff. It was like just I didn't have time. I was just so laser focused on one thing. So. And what's it like now? Are you, are you you're divorced now? No secret. Yeah. yeah. So you got kids. Yep. Are you just going to like stay away from dating or what are you going to do? <sighs> stay away from for sure for now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got no, I got no time for that. I'm still I'm, trying to figure out. You can't you know. just go on a dating app. I mean, you know, you go on a dating app, people, yeah. gonna, people you're know him. who you are. Yeah. I think, I think I'm already on dating apps. <laughs> Other guys do that. You know what's funny? Do you got to do Raya? Do you do I get, Raya? I get, what's, what's Raya? Raya? Yeah, I would know you. I, I would figure you would know Raya. <laughs> I would know Raya. Raya's like for celebrities and like, you know, it's a dating app for like. Uh, oh, people of, of, yeah. of note? Yeah, of note, yeah. I'm on basic cable. Yeah. Come on, let's take it easy. I'm not Raya worthy. They'd be like, we're good. We're good. Um, I, uh, I I do have get all the time where people put in their profile pictures. Uh, pit, if people like took a picture of me on the street in their app, and they're like, you know, you swipe to their fourth picture, it's me and them on the street. It's like Mitch Joe, and they're like, I love that show. Yeah. And they're using me for clout. Yeah, and my nephews have been crushing. Oh, that's crushing good, yeah. because I'm their uncle. Yeah, I get Facetimes all the time. It's like, Joe, say hi to my friend. It's some, some you know, you know, some girl they're at a college with, and like, oh, this is. I told you he's my uncle. Yeah. I'm like, go get him, Tiger. <laughs> that would be funny if you go on a dating app and then you see a girl, you guys connect, and you're in a picture with her at one of your shows. Yes. <laughs> it's just her and you, and then you guys connect. That would be funny. It'd be like an Inception moment. Yeah. yeah. The whole. So what do you do? Like, what do you do now? We're we're all the same age here, the three of us. You know, you got kids. How many kids you got? I had two: a seven-year-old girl and a five-year-old. Seven-year-old, yeah. So it's like, do you? Do you what do you do? Do you just like work? Because now, like, because now when you have the kids, right? Like you, but you also have to tour. Like, yeah. So it's super amicable with me, right. my uh, my with their mom. It's 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 been it's been very good. You know, yeah. it's I go, we go do dinner at the house. You yeah. know, I go over do dinner. I go over. I pick them up in the morning to take them to school. Yeah, come over do homework. Oh, that's great. Like that, which is good. And, you know, for the when I'm gone, she goes, when I come back home, they're, they're basically with me for the week. Yeah. So it's like the flip, right? Because I tour Thursday through Sunday right. or Monday, whatever. And then I'll just grab them and just take them and they stay at my, my place. I got bunk beds in my apartment and, and stuff like that. So, and I've recently just started doing the sleepovers and taking them stuff. So we're, you know, slowly acclimating them and stuff. The questions are starting though. Like, why don't you live here? It's like, yeah. well, sometimes mommy and daddies don't live together. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, like what do you got to explain divorce to a seven year old? Yeah. like, hard. Like, I don't They're know. Probably what go, they go, dad, what's God? I'm like, does this guy yeah. know it? Does he have <laughs> any know, answers? What's God? Why are you living? I'm like, yeah, but I can tell you what Pasta Fazul is. Like, yeah, you know. Uh, Do you just distract them and bring them pastries? <laughs> just go here, no, guys. My, my kids love a pastry. My yeah. kids are sweet toots, man. Yeah. They are. They are. They, desserts. Dessert is. We can't go to bed yet. We had a dessert. Like, yeah. That's it. I, I am very conscious of not being that father that's competing, though. Like we, we are both very good at that. Thank God of being like, there's rules at my house. Yeah. There's rules when you're with me, and I would arguably say the rules are like I came from pretty strict upbringing you know like you do your homework you don't play till you do your homework i don't care you know yeah, i don't care yeah. what's going on i don't know you know i'm only gonna see you for two hours but you know a half hour of that is us doing your homework you know yeah so. did your did your kids love the show did they watch the show a lot my daughter not really because yeah. my daughter my daughter does now my daughter loves telling everybody that her father's an impractical joker mm-hmm. um but the she'll watch she's she'd seen little sk- skits of it you know like she's seen me be the genie and yeah. you know things like that and she'd seen some stuff and she was like that's me breaking the tables with my body anything that's funny you know that stuff translates yeah um my nieces <laughs> and nephews really saw me you know i have nieces ranging from 23 20 he's the oldest he's 23 up to a pair of twins who are 18 and in freshman year of college and a bunch of them there so they really saw me come up and 
come to live shows. I brought them on stage at MSG. My daughter's actually been on stage with me at MSG and Radio City. That's I amazing. With her, but she was a baby. But yeah, yeah. I still that, tell her she played MSG. Well, when she sees that later, yeah. that's gonna that, that's gonna be like wow. Yeah, she's gonna be. I'm surprising her, which is fun because like she loves she loves that aspect of it. She loves to see Daddy getting cheered for. She loves watching me make people laugh. Like I see her beaming. Like she does. I did some shows out on Long Island at the Paramount Theater. Yeah, which is phenomenal. I love that place. Yeah. I did four shows there. It was great. The island was very good to me and. uh they came and at the end they would come out to the top and she would just sit there beaming but I could see them because the way that was lit I could see them watching me and they were up on the glass you know we had the owner's booth up there that they gave us for the family whatever and they were up on the glass just watching me and the way the light was hitting them I could just see them like smiling at me right it was so distracting but so cute at the same time and then my son got really tired and I see him pacing like is this over yeah. like come on wrap it up like one of those kind of thing yeah but I'm surprised now I'm taking her to Cincinnati I'm playing I gotta fly back for a daddy and me breakfast I'm playing Baltimore I'm gonna come back to a daddy and me breakfast at the school but then i'm taking her with me to cincinnati i'm surprising her yeah I'm oh that's awesome so well unless she watches time. this show and then uh, won't be yeah, you're right, she's a big subscriber yeah. we should beat that out <laughs> guys, guys do me a favor edit that out yeah also i'm joe gatto thanks for joining us <laughs> <laughs> what's it like to be famous like you guys are famous like you're you famous? walk up no I'm people not. you get recognized from that tom's commercial all the time oh the tom's <laughs> yeah, yeah very tom's do you guys somebody you guys were involved in that somehow my, or so. my cousin mike polano played the host of that that's right yeah he played the host of that nice guy he's great he's great dude yeah. he said nothing but nice things to say about you he was super excited i was coming he's yeah. like gotta tell him see if he remembers the tom's commercial i, I do like, remember sure the tom's commercial yeah you were very funny in it yeah it was it was fun um, but like yeah i mean like if like when are you in the neighborhood and like is like has everyone calmed down now I mean, how many yeah. how many how many cakes were brought to your door? A lot. No, no, a lot of pastries. Welcome to the neighborhood. Day. A lot of neighbor neighborhood people leave you alone there, which yeah. is which is nice. But the school, Long Island, is very much like that. Very much. Yeah. The school was the school was weird. Like the like I go to the PTO meetings on Zoom. Yeah. And you see, like I, I you know I'll pop on and, and I'm sitting there, and then all of a sudden everybody's cameras start turning on. Yeah. And you see them being like. <laughs> And then, they're like, are we on like the show say, right I now? Say, yeah, like, it. what's yeah, going people, on? Yeah. I get that a lot too. People are like, oh, you're not. <laughs> I tell the story all the time. I was in Target and I couldn't find the paper towels and I was in a rush. Yeah. So I said to the woman working there and she's at the other end of the aisle. I'm like, excuse me, where are the paper towels? And she goes, oh, no, you're not getting me. And she starts walking. So I start walking on the other end of the aisle. And I'm like, excuse me. And we're stopping every aisle. I'm like, oh. she picks up pace. She's like, no, no, no. I know you. I'm like, where the fuck are the paper towels? Like, just help me out. I need paper towels. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they, they, that's the context when they they know you from yeah. you know they're like is this happening way, right now my my yeah my kids it's that, a, that's another funny thing it's like that would be another funny thing I mean, we're thinking of ideas here that'd be a funny thing is like you trying to live your life right and people just keep it thinking yeah. it's the show and I, you're going i just want a fucking <laughs> cup of coffee i use, yeah, my, I I use it my benefit too to flip of that is when i don't want to talk to somebody yeah. or somebody's coming up hot i go we're filming <laughs> and then like, oh, oh, walk away like that's a good way to get rid of people pretend i have a year piece yeah really I, uh, I, I, my, the only part of the thing I love, you know, I love the famous part. It's what you do, but you know, when stuff happens in your life, it's all in the public eye, which is hard to handle. And you know, people, there's an entitlement that comes with that. You know, people feel like they, they deserve answers and it's like, you know, I'm going through some personal stuff. It's not. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah, I know that's part, you know, and people I are like that. that. Yeah. I, it's also, it's turned me away from it. Like, I don't know if I used to be like that, but like, I, I don't. I turn a blind eye to like all celeb drama, like and all that stuff. I don't even, I don't, I don't even pay attention to any of it because it's like you don't, 
It's not. It's nobody's business, even though they are. They're in the public eye, right? But they're making a movie playing a character, and that's who you know. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's kind of yeah. And yours is just kind of run of the mill happens to everybody. Like people just kind of like uh, you know, marriage happens, and then people grow apart. Whatever happens, it's not a big deal. I mean, I don't think you got anything to worry about as long as you're not saying that the Jews run the banks. I think you're gonna be fine. (laughs) I I think everyone's attention is on something else right now. For sure. But I I think that you know the only time it gets a little bit is when you're trying to be a dad. Like when I'm at like Disneyland and I'm with my daughter and and I'm just having a moment. And somebody's like, can we? take a picture and like I'm talking to my, my daughter's I'm watching my daughter's excitement or my son's excitement about something right, right. and that gets robbed for me like that's right. when I get really Italian like I get really like yeah. no like get the you know I, I'm not right now and then if people that's like that's not push, how you get come on you push, said really it's, Italian it's, it's, it's what you say you're, I think you're I think you're watering it down you're not on true TV tell me what you, you say get the fuck out of here I'm with my kids you fucking that's piece a, of shit that's the second one you yeah. the second <laughs> I have called people a piece of shit the fuck out of here I have called people a piece of shit and flipped them off and that's a true story we'll get to it later but that uh, I, the first one is always just stern, no smile. Yeah, and most people get it. Yeah, but then there's some people that don't. Yeah, and that's when I really get. That's yeah. when I get really like you. You're taking memory away from me and my kid. Like that's not yeah. cool. So but yeah. that's the only time. But everything else, like you know, I love it. I, I, it's not lost on me the impact I have on people. I hear all the time. You got me through this. We did this. Blah blah. And that's why we do it, right? That's why we entertain. We want people to. You're on stage making people laugh. To forget how shitty their life is. That's why you do it. Yeah. You know. So. Um, you don't lose that part of it. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, if I had a problem with any of the four of you, I think I'd be more, most scared of you. For sure. I think you're the one. I yeah. think there's another side. I think you're the guy. Yeah, I'm a Gemini. I think, you're, yeah, you're the guy. No, I mean, I mean, You'll get it back quick. I will say when we were on the road yeah. and the people are coming up to take pictures with us yeah. and the way that they interact with each of us is very funny to watch. Like, Murray would get picked up. They'd be like, look at you. Put in a headlock and stuff. <laughs> Sally would be like, look at you. You're scared, blah, blah, blah. And me and Q would be a different vibe. Yeah. would be like, hey, Brian, you know how are you? Yeah. And they'd be like, Joe, can we can we approach you, sir? Like, yeah. You know, a little bit because people know I'm crazy. You know, yeah. like that's my persona. Like I'm just I'm Ubots. You know, yeah. I get out there and do my thing. So I think people are a little bit on edge around me a yeah. little bit. Yeah, Ubots. What does Ubots mean? Crazy. Oh, Ubots. Yeah. Do you speak Italian? No, just the curse words. Just the curse words. Yeah. <laughs> no, just the slang, really. Yeah, Jesse's Italian too. Yeah, half. Yeah, half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, half. Uh, Jewish. All right, yeah. there you go. Half Great Italian. pizza bagel. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the uh, his dad grew up in Bensonhurst. And um, it's funny, Italian, Italians are very funny. Mm-hmm. And they they take, it is true that they can't take like your worst quality and then make it like your nickname. Yeah, for which sure. Is, which is funny. Yeah. And uh, it, well, the flip, right? They call the fat guy Slim. Yeah. They, right? Yeah. 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 They just fuck with you yeah. a little bit. And uh, the fun, I just, it just, I think about it, it makes me happy because it's just so funny. It's a sneaky funny. But he, uh, Jesse's father, one of the friends um, that he grew up with in Bensonhurst, he was nicknamed Vinny the Mole. Lenny. Lenny, Lenny the, Lenny the, the mole. mole. I'm sorry, Lenny the Mole. Lenny the Mole. Because he never came out of his house before 5 p.m., <laughs> which is, like, very inventive, too. That's, like, inventive. It's not like he had a mole. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like Vinny the Mole. He'd come, and he, he'd go, he'd, he would come out, hey, guys, what's going on? Oh, it's 5 o'clock. There's there fucking Lenny he the Mole. You set your watch by it, right? Yeah. 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 You know, if be- he came out before that, it's like, who died? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? Something's all wrong in the neighborhood. So uh, we'll end up just like the pod, man. So you, how, how much, how much are you enjoying the pod with Steve? So much more. And you guys were friends before too? Yes. Me and Steve know each other. You know, he toured with us actually in London when we did one of the London tours. He opened for us. He's great. And I know before that he actually had the show Sullivan and Son on TBS, which is a sister network to True. So we met him through a lot of the like events they were at and whatnot. Sal knew, uh, a bunch of them through comedy, and then uh, we just hung out and clicked. Yeah, and 
his mind was blown the first time we hung out. I don't drink. I've never been drunk, tried a cigarette or a drug in my life, but I'm absolutely crazy. I'm That's on why I'm scared of you. Know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. You're you see me on a dance floor. Yeah, you know what it's he's like. He's sober, yeah. Yeah, so the first time he saw me, he was like, he said to Sal, he's like, he's like, this guy's great. He's like, oh, he's got to be the best to go out drinking with. And Sal's like, oh, no, he's dead sober. Yeah. It was like 3 a.m. and I had my shirt off. I was dry humping a wall, just like staring <laughs> at it. And he's like, he's like, what? He's like, yeah, he's, he doesn't drink. And he came, Steve came over. He's like, you're you're sober right now? He's like, yeah. He's like, oh my God, I got to be friends with you. And then we just like clicked and, you know, hit it off. Because Steve is a party guy. He likes to make sure everybody's having a good time. Same as me. And then we started the podcast. Um, we always wanted to work together in some capacity. When my schedule opened up, we started talking about podcast and we our first podcast was actually called yin yang parmesan <laughs> we just us talking we couldn't find it then we found our format with two cool moms and we really enjoyed that two cool moms yeah, two cool moms. yeah we just did our like 35th episode so we've been doing it for a minute and yeah. it's been it's been a lot of fun 35 that's that's you, you get, get over the hump of 20 right that's what they i say. think it's like a hunt. i think it takes a while yeah you guys probably no i mean it to, to mean that you're gonna keep doing it Right. Yeah, I think more than that. Yeah, I think more than that. I yeah, I I think you guys. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You guys are good friends as long as you're having fun. That's all it's about. And yeah, and, and the time flies when you're talking. Yeah, you know, so then so. you know you you know it's the right. It's gonna you know you'll keep doing it. Yeah, if you're having a good time. But yeah, I mean, podcast. it's hard because he lives in Nashville, so we try to do it. But we tour together. He comes with me on the road. Right. So sometimes we try to line it up that way. Or I'm in. I'm going through Nashville, so I'll stop in Nashville. He always comes to New York. So. Right, right. You guys could always bang him out like. Uh, yeah, we, we four at a time or whatever. Three or four at a time. Yeah, yeah, we film in Manhattan at a studio. Nice. So we don't have something as fancy as this. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, I got a new bathroom now. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, that, that's the only reason I was worried about nuclear war. I'm like, I've just got my bathroom renovated. I hope. <laughs> I hope it doesn't. Guys, ha- yeah, guys, guys, Putin, can you just, just chill? Put Let it me- away. Look yeah. at this marble. <laughs> So two cool moms, check it out. Uh, catch catch uh, yeah. Joe on tour. Yeah, Joe Gatto officials got all my yeah. updates. Thank you so much for doing this, this man. Been fantastic, man. This it's is such an honor. And you know there. what? I mean that the class the class of class. bringing these. Uh, and it was pastry. a variety yeah. too, which means you picked out. I did. You didn't just go like give you me, didn't just go in no. quick and go give me. So you were like, I, let not me give. Only did I pick out? I produced it and I picked the one I wanted. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, give yeah. me the second from the top of the scone. <laughs> I see that one. That's the that one looks good. I did that. You can't squeeze them, but you can see. Yeah. And no. we've been eating like I've been eating my whole life. Yeah. You know how yeah. just how important do you think it is to bring something when you go somewhere new? It's the separation between animal and human. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll stand. I'll live and die by that. I will live and die of that. You're an animal. You're on the mall if you don't bring a box of pastry. Okay? All right? Next time you come to my house, you know. I got to, I will not come empty handed. Yeah, you will not yeah. come empty handed. <laughs> there's a saying, there's a saying, it's like, did you knock or did you use, could you knock or did you use your elbow? If you use your elbow, you use your elbow, you're something. carrying something. Yeah. But if you couldn't knock, that means you're going to come to my house. So don't be an animal. Yeah. Bring something. Yes, for sure. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for coming. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know what? You hang out here. I'm yeah, yeah. Here it's yours. <laughs> this is yours now. What's up, everybody? Want to give a shout out to Wendy Ordonez. Go over to Wendy Zimina Studio. We figured it out. Wendy Zimina Studio right now. Get 10 percent off her wonderful artwork, hand painted oil on canvas uh, portraits. Nice little present to give. This Christmas for yourself or somebody else. Put a lot of thought into it. Go check out our artwork at wendyzimanastudio.com. Also, I want to give a shout out to Brooklyn Cannery, brooklyncannery.com. The most delicious natural sodas 
that are probiotic, 15% off with the promo code Giannis Pappas. They're a delicious refreshment and make a perfect cocktail mixer. No added sugar, low in calories, all natural sweeteners, Brooklyn-based, small business, love them to death, love the flavors, go get them. Also, Longshore Coffee. Has he sent anything? Hey, guy, Steven, <laughs> Steven, give me some boss, babe. Longshorecoffee.com, promo code FUMES for 15% off at checkout. Go support this small batch coffee roastery from Providence, Rhode Island. The coffee's delicious. I drink it every morning. Nate Linder. Uh, brand awareness, do you need? Do you need better leads? Do you need more online sales? Well, Nate has your back. Go to natelinder.com or nate underscore linder. It's about time you start making some money online, guys. Also, Chris Minetti. Call him at 750-3730 in the Philly, South Jersey area to get your check cash. No questions asked. It's a clean, absolutely clean transaction. Uh, Aaron Lee for the free <coughs> dot art. Uh, provides artists from Hawaii places to develop their craft. They host free shows, post music by local artists. Check out that website. It is very freaking cool. I like to peruse it every once in a while for the free dot art. Take a peruse when you're bored. Also, ExclusiveAutoShipping.com. If you're moving your car anywhere, you know who to call. ExclusiveAutoShipping.com. They got discounts for veterans, students, all that shit. Get your free quote right now if you're moving your car anywhere. If you're moving, get a free quote. It's been a long 